Welcome to the OFR Farm Report, your look at the Atlanta Braves minor league system brought to you by OutfieldFlyRule.com, hosted by Andy Harris and Matt Kritzberg. Hey everybody, welcome to the OFR Farm Report podcast. With me as always, my co-host, Matt Kritzberg. Hey Matt, how you doing this week? This week we're doing all right. Uh, unfortunately, our podcast last week got lost to the uh, technical gremlins, so we're trying again this week, and we got delayed a day because of Memorial Day, and lo and behold, we get hit with a little news. Yeah, we thought we'd just be talking about Mike Soroka today, and we will, uh, but uh, the Braves made a, well, it was a move that surprised the heck out of me, Matt. Um, it's uh, A.J. Smith-Shaver um, was promoted to Atlanta from Gwinnett after two starts in Gwinnett. Uh, this comes after being promoted to Gwinnett after only two starts in Mississippi, and that comes after only getting three starts in Rome. So uh, all, t- all told, he has logged exactly 110 minor league innings and <laughs> um, 28 starts. So... And now he's an Atlanta Brave, uh, at least according to uh, to the uh, beat reporters. It looks like he's going to work out of the bullpen for now. Uh, Matt, your reaction to this? I was a bit surprised by a bit. I mean, a lot surprised. I know, uh, obviously, Lewis Litke had a an all-time um, – he's had a couple of really big meltdown appearances here lately. And I thought they were to probably get close to the end on him. Uh I know they put him on the injured list earlier in the season, and he but he had just two wretched outings recently. But I thought they would at least let him get to the end of the road trip and then kind of reconfigure the bullpen when they got home. But uh, I think Alex, Alex Anthopoulos had seen enough. Um, in particular, I think Litke, it's because he's not owed a whole lot of money, that he felt free to cut him loose, unlike some other higher-paid players. And I guess the options at Gwinnett, were few and far between, and especially with, uh, I think Yaxel Rios may have been the guy they may have been looking at, but he went on the injured list last week. I think a lot of people aren't realizing that. So um, I guess they decided to roll the dice with A.J. smith Shaver. Obviously, they wouldn't have promoted him if they didn't think he could help the team out. But uh, here he is, 20 years old. Yep, and just about this time last year, they promoted a very young player uh, and it sparked um, especially in team defense with Michael Harris, the second um, I'm wondering if um, Anthopolis is hoping for a similar um, uh, bump in uh, energy for the bullpen here with uh, the dismissal of Licky, which we share a, a, a DM chat, you know, that we, we talk about baseball on and, my response yesterday was, I think I've seen enough of Lutke, and very obviously, Anthopoulos <laughs> was right there with me. <laughs> yeah, and I pointed out last night over his last two appearances, he's only re- recorded three outs, and he threw 72 pitches to get those three outs, which was I don't, kind of an insane number, but uh, his stuff just wasn't working in this bullpen. I mean, if he his walk rate was like twice as high as it has been in his for the remainder of his career. I mean, he's just getting hit all over the place. He got lit up by basically a triple-A lineup last night. So I, th- I think enough was enough. And he don't, he's only owed about a million dollars at this point. And if somebody picks him up, it'll be even less than that. So it wasn't like uh, Alex thought that he couldn't just cut him loose and be done with him. But uh, we'll, we'll get some more reinforcements in the near future. But it's going to be interesting to see what kind of role 
that AJ Smith Chauver plays in this bullpen. Is he going to be a high leverage guy? Is he going to be a guy who can kind of come in the middle of the game and throw two or three really, uh, in, I mean, like innings where he can just kind of, kind of go all out? I mean, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how he's used. Yeah, um, I suspect the latter, but you know, we'll see. It's, I, I think they try to instill what is it the uh, mentality of. Um, you know, whatever inning you're pitching, you're the closer for that inning, right? So, um, Smith Shaver, I, I suspect, will pitch mostly the mid mid innings. And you know, let's face it, Jared Schuster, Mike Soroka, even, you know, even Charlie Morton sometimes has his early exits, and even even Spencer Strider, you know, doesn't have the best pitch efficiency because he has to. You have to have at least three pitches to strike someone out very often they have to bring in middle relievers. So um, it, it's very clear, again, Anthopolis sending the signal to the team and to the minor leaguers, if you can help, you're going to be up here. And clearly their evaluation of A.J. smith Shaver is he can help right now. Yeah, at a bare minimum, the fastball and the slider, they determine are major league ready. I mean, they were probably already close anyway. It was more about developing that third pitch. But if he's working out of the bullpen, he won't be using that third pitch a whole lot. But it got to the point where I, mean, I was discussing this with somebody last night. People were wanting to blame Brian Snitker for bringing in Litke. He didn't have a whole lot of reliable options down there at the moment. I mean, beyond Jesse Chavez, Nick Anderson, and Rysel Iglesias, who do you have down there that's really a trustworthy option? <laughs> And this may not be the last bullpen change we see, right? This bullpen has not been what we certainly were hoping at the beginning of the season. The bullpen was such a huge strength last year, um, but um, it hasn't shaped up that way so far this year. I know. And you have guys down there like uh, Kirby Yates and uh, Joe Jimenez who have not been anywhere close to what was thought they were going to be. And that, I mean, they don't really have roles in the option bullpen right now other than guys you bring in when you're behind and that's not really the role those guys are designed for and you need some guys who can play ahead let's say if you if let's just say for example Bryce Elder goes six innings tonight then you go Chavez Anderson Iglesias and who knows one of those guys might not be available tomorrow night and you need to start building up other options to cover in case those guys are out but and they'll have other options coming up Dylan Lee should be coming off the injured list soon I mean you got guys like Danny Young who can at least go up down and at Gwinnett. So there, there are going to be other options out there, but yeah, th- I think Alex Anthopoulos has seen enough and he's seen the bullpen blow enough games to where he felt like this, a bold move was very much in order. All right. So speaking of bold moves, 11 days ago, I boldly predicted that Mike Soroka would make his 2023 major league debut on Memorial day, uh, May 29th in Oakland. So, it's it's been a while, Matt. Can you remind me what happened in the Braves game last night? Uh, I believe um, a, a gentleman, like some Canadian guy, uh, Michael Soroka, I believe he started the game and he he pitched fairly well for his first start in nearly three years. Yeah, except for one kind of rough fifth inning, um, the, the results were there at least. Now, it, what we saw was very similar to kind of what we saw in the in his uh, starts in the minor leagues and his command was never really like consistent. Uh, there were times where, where he put the pitch exactly where he wanted it and you go, wow, that looks just like the old Mike Soroka. Uh, but for, for the most part uh, he was, he was missing his location quite a bit, but 
his stuff is so good right now. Uh, it's better than it was in 2019. Um, so he's getting away with that sort of thing more. When you And you are going to presume that his command is going to improve as the more he pitches. I'm super excited about this, Matt. I think Mike Soroka has a chance of being something special here. Yeah, the stuff is there. His arm is fine. It's just a matter of getting back into that groove. And the fact that he even went six innings in his debut, I think, is a uh, pretty good indicator of how things are going to go for him in the future. Uh, he, he should likely get another start in Arizona on this road trip. And that'll kind of help him get the nerves out. And for his, because when his Atlanta debut comes, it's going to be insane the reaction he gets yeah and and i i say he could be something special he's already something special okay. he came back from three achilles surgeries and and an assortment of other uh, setbacks to finally get back here the uh, what he's gone through and the amount of determination he's shown has been off the charts um so i, I know you're with me and just just extremely happy for michael soroka the person the the to get back to to the major leagues and uh you know cross your fingers that um you, we see um improvement of course of the course of each new start and um and he never has to go back to the minors again that's that's the dream uh it's gonna be interesting to see if they kind of try to take extra care to give him extra rest here and there and like what kind of, I mean, I don't think he'll have an innings limit because it's not like his arm was ever the issue, but it's just the fact that he hasn't pitched regularly in a couple of years now that might give a little bit of hesitation to how many innings is he going to have in that arm this year. So, uh, but the, the, this starting rotation went from Strider, Morton, Elder, and other guys to all of a sudden having a solid, potentially solid fourth option now in Soroka. And that way you can kind of, mix and match that fifth spot with the uh, Schuster Dodd and, uh, and hopefully eventually it looks like Freed's already starting a, a throwing program. I mean, he's throwing off flat ground, but he's increasing the distance pretty rapidly. Uh, so when he comes back, that'll just deepen it even more. We can imagine a universe where Michael Soroka is your fifth starter. <laughs> yeah, it's, Oh boy. I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the rotation right now. And, and as for extra time, I think, they're using the their days off to basically give that extra time because it's not just Soroka. They've been trying to get a, an extra day each time through for Charlie Morton as well. Um, you know, so yeah, because in Morton's case, he's I mean he's thirty nine years old. <laughs> That's right. the, he, he just needs those extra days here and there when you get to him. I know it's not going to be possible every single time out, but uh, he, he's got to start having some of that extra time put in there, and hopefully uh, they'll be able to balance that out over time with, with when the free comes back and who knows, I mean, if Wright even comes back this season, that would potentially help as well. And, you know, going back to Smith Shaver, if maybe if they do need, you know, to throw a spot start in there every once in a while, instead of reaching down to uh, Gwinnett or throwing Jesse Chavez or Colin McHugh or whoever Smith Shaver's right there and he can take that spot start and maybe just do a, you know, Smith Shaver, Chavez, McHugh, you know, three innings each kind of start. Yeah, especially since, uh, what I mean, what we're talking about, he's got thrown 110 professional innings. He only threw like 68 last season. And this uh, bringing him up for the bullpen may be a way, too, to kind of help cut back on that workload a little bit so you don't look up at the end of the season. He's got 175 innings on that arm after 68 the season before. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think that was kind of what the idea was when they started Strider out in the bullpen last year. But, uh, you know, he forced their hand and thank God. (laughs) All right. Um, We're not going to do our usual uh, affiliate wrap up here. If you uh, want to uh, know what happened out on the farm last week, uh, please check us out on uh, outfieldflyrule.com. We've uh, written very very snappy uh, summaries of last week. And uh, basically we just read them to you anyway. So they're out there for you. So we wanted to kind of uh, have a quick one tonight, but we want to talk about a couple players that moved on up this uh, today. Well, we're moving on up. So the reigning OFR player of the week is uh, Augusta third baseman David McCabe, uh, except he's no longer an Augusta third baseman. He's now Rome Braves third baseman David McCabe. Uh, this is a move I think we've seen coming for a while here. Um, a little surprised it didn't come earlier. So uh, Matt, um, thoughts on uh, Mr. McCabe moving up? McCabe's probably one of the, the best power prospects in the system. Uh, I mean, he's... 23 years old. He's probably a little too advanced for Augusta to start with, but uh, I'm moving on up, and I think he's going to be able to prove very quickly why he's moving on up. That that infield for Rome is going to be pretty nice now. I mean, you got uh, McCabe at third base, you got Nacho Alvarez at short, Geraldo Quintero at second base. So, I mean, that's pretty good infield you got going on right now. Yeah, and um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Keyshawn Augins, who's you know, really come on strong over the last, uh, you know, three weeks or so. Um, it looks like tonight uh, it's McCabe at third and uh, Augins is on the bench tonight, but Augins probably play some third as well. And that allowed McCabe to DH some. I could see them playing McCabe some at first base, which he has done uh, in his college career. And that would allow Augins to play third. Um, so th- they've got some things that they can mix and match there. Um, but, um, yeah, this, that's an exciting move. I think it was an overdue move. And, uh, tonight in his, uh, high A debut, he's already one for three. Um, the other big move on up today was also from Augusta to Rome, uh, right-hander, um, uh, Cedric de Grand Prix. Um, he's been the best starter number wise, at least this season for Augusta and, uh, also a little bit older, than the uh, competition down on Augusta. So this also felt like a uh, a uh, good and, and probably self-evident move. Yeah, we, we kind of speculated over the last couple of weeks on here that he might be kind of a, um, they might keep him at Augusta for a little bit as kind of an innings eater, kind of like what they did with J.J. Necro last year. But I guess they figured they've got enough arms down there, uh, like the likes of Jorge Bautista uh, has having a good start tonight um, um, and all the other uh, – younger arms, but they brought him up. And I think, I mean, he's already done well tonight. He's, uh, he started this evening for Augusta. He, as of right now, he's thrown five and two thirds scoreless innings, giving up four hits, hasn't walked anybody. So uh, pretty nice outing for him right off the bat down there. And it's going to be interesting to see how he does long-term there, because I mean, he, he might be a guy that could jump a couple of levels this season. Yeah. I, I wondered when they moved high A from the Florida Fireflogs to Rome and, and moved Rome up a level, 
whether you would see players spend a little bit more time at the high A level. It seemed like Florida was kind of a speed bump and, and, you know, high A before that, you know, Carolina or wherever it was that organizations really just seemed to use high A as a place to, as a temporary parking spot. But with Rome being a little bit closer to Atlanta and uh, being owned by the Braves, I was wondering if you would see um, guys spend a little bit more time there. Uh, so far, that hasn't been the case at all. Right. And there's not a great rotation at Mississippi right now. So uh, Grand Prix tosses a few uh, nice outings here. He might very well find his way up another level in the not-too-distant future. In fact, he just finished up his outing, five and two-thirds innings, four hits, no runs, uh, struck out four, no walks in his debut at high A. So uh, congratulations to Mr. Drinker and Pre. Yep, uh, pretty two good debuts. So that was exciting. Um, so we have uh, Smith Shaver moving up to Atlanta uh, and then McCabe and D. Grand Prix moving up to Rome. So uh, good news all around. There was a lot of other moves as well, including a lot of players actually moving down a level. And I think what we're seeing here is the the uh, organization get ready for the start of these the complex summer leagues. I think there's going to be some guys maybe in Augusta that, and maybe Rome moving back down to the FCL to get more time there. Uh, we already saw that um, uh, last week, uh, which we talked about a little bit um, in our show that didn't air, but uh, Ambiorus Tavares dropping down uh, to the FCL. Presumably he will get the majority of the short time at shortstop for a while there. But if you have been paying Attention to Augusta at all. Um, the scouting report on Tavares was pretty pretty good glove, advancing, very very athletic. Um, but you know, a um, what would you call contact, it? A, con- contact issues galore. Yeah, and that proved itself out pretty well. Um, his uh, strikeout right now is in the forty percent. So it was like forty six percent. We saw him. He's been kind of making adjustments on the fly when. The season first started, he held his hands high. It was really kind of a long kind of high swing, and he was just swinging over stuff. He since brought his hands lower. He's loosened up. But, boy, that's hard to do when you're, you know, facing, you know, real competitive uh, pitching, and, uh, you know, and this is his first thing. So it's probably good that he dropped down. Yeah, I mean, he, in the complex league, you don't have to worry about the travel that's involved and uh, full season ball. So, I, yeah, he can concentrate more on the instructional part of it and work on getting that batting stance down to where it needs to be and get his approach to uh, improve without all the other things you got to worry about on the side when you're, you're in full season ball. Yeah, and and just a reminder, he's 19 years old, so this – this isn't a uh, <laughs> career-ending move for uh, Ambiorus Tavares. He's still an uh, extremely talented young man. So, uh, it, And I think people forget just how little pro experience he has. Uh, he was signed on in the middle of the, of the pandemic, so he never got a, a DSL season. And then uh, he was delayed last year. He had to have a thoracic outlet surgery. Uh, right after spring training. So he, um, you know, he was delayed in his FCL season as well. So he only played a few, uh, what about six weeks, right? At the, at the tail right. end of the FCL season. So 
that he struggled in his first brush of uh, full season ball, it probably not a surprise. Um, so he'll get it down. They'll, they'll work with him, and, and we'll take it from there. But um, yeah, 19 years old, he's, he's got a lot of good days ahead of him. Yeah. And it's a way to get him some real life practical experience for a couple of months while before, I mean, while instead of just spinning his wheels and extended spring training, waiting for the FCL to open up. Exactly. All right, Matt, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's a solid leak. We could get, we'll get back to the, the recap version next week, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see what any other news items may pop up. But it's, it's definitely been an interesting week, and we'll see what, uh, what, what happens on the farm, especially like the, uh, the rotation for Gwinnett right now, because they, they pretty much decimated that rotation for the time being. It's uh, Dylan Dodd and Alan Winans and some other guys. <laughs> uh, Bo Burrows. Well, yeah, and Tanner Gordon. Yep, those four. <laughs> and I, and Nolan Kingham's going to have to start two or three games a week, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably up for it, you know. Yeah. yeah. It beats the developmental list. Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and wrap it up then. Uh, there's your uh, short and sweet OFR Farm Report podcast this week. And uh, hope everyone has a great week. Have a good one. No. Le bien qu'on m'a fait, ni le mal, tout ça m'est bien égal. Non, rien de rien. Non, je ne regrette rien. C'est payé. Allumer le feu, mes chagrins, mes plaisirs, je n'ai plus besoin de balayer les amours avec leur trémolo, balayer pour toujours, je repars à zéro. Hey!